Welcome to Sword and Shield, the official podcast of the 960th Cyberspace Wing. Join us for insight, knowledge, mentorship, and some fun as we discuss relevant topics in and around our wing. Please understand that the views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of the U.S. Air Force nor the Air Force Reserve, and no endorsement of any particular person or business is ever intended. All right, welcome to another episode of the Sword and Shield. I am Chief Master and Christopher Howard, 960th COG Senior Enlisted Leader. And with me today I have... I am Major Erica Fuller, Commander, 689th Network Operations Squadron. And Major Sean Adams, 689th NOS, Director of Operations. Awesome. I really do appreciate you taking some time today to discuss the 689th. I, I hear great things coming out of uh, Maxwell where you guys are at, and, and uh, that mission set's really been growing and making some changes. So what what can you tell our fellow gladiators uh, about the 689th and your mission? So great question, Chief, and thank you very much for having us. I'll, I'll get us started first, and then I'll, I'll hand it over to the DO to, to kind of expand on it. But our mission... Um, is essentially we provide that top level uh, defensive uh, boundary and entry point uh, protection. Uh, so any traffic coming in and out of the Air Force Information Network, our team is responsible for reviewing that, making sure it's not uh, malicious, making sure um, it it is authorized to come in and out of our networks. Uh, we used to manage that through um several gateways, um, but now we're getting away from that and just kind of managing it through another system. Um, I'll turn it over to Major Adams to talk about uh, a little bit more of that. Yes, ma'am, thank you. Uh, so as Major Fuller was saying, our mission is to operate specifically the AFINC weapon system. Uh, so we are the reserve component to the 26th NOS. So they perform, there are REGAF counterparts that perform the same mission. And one thing I just really like to, to point out and, and brag about for our unit is that we have this really strong total force integration with our 26th NOS partners. Um, on a day-to-day -day basis during the week, and if, if you go out on the ops floor, you can't really tell the difference between a member of the 26th NOS and a 689th NOS uh, unless you look at their arm patch. And on the weekends, when we do our, our reserve drill, it's the 689th NOS completely taking over the mission and performing the same operations without the 26th NOS there. Uh, so as Major Fulter said, we, we manage those gateways that are still in existence and simultaneously monitoring a system called JRSS, uh, which is what we're transitioning to, uh, to maintain that boundary between the, the Air Force network and the external networks. All right. So that's awesome. So you're almost like the gate guards when we talk about uh, entry to base. But when we're talking about the network, you are the ones that see everybody come coming uh, through that and making sure that they're, they have the uh, proper authority to enter, correct? That is spot on, Chief. Uh, just imagine uh, the gate guards physically that we see coming onto the base. Those people responsible for making sure you're authorized, you have the correct credentials, um, those types of things. Just imagine we're doing the same thing just on the network side of the house. So that is exactly what we do. We're the the, the guards uh, of the network. Right. There's got to be a lot of a uh, lot of pressure um, to do that. 
and you guys do that quite well, correct? We do, Chief. Um, just like what the uh, deal just said, Major Adams, um, we trained for this um, on our UTAs, on our annual tour. We are in the trenches with our REGAF um, mission partner. And so we we do an excellent job um, making sure we're keeping our, our networks uh, protected and safe. Um, and again, we're able to do that through UTAs, AT, um, going off to school. And then a lot of our our guys and girls, uh, they are embedded in some really awesome civilian careers. And so they're able to leverage that expertise here with us uh, in the unit. Awesome. That's, I mean, so to get to that, that point where you guys are executing at such a high level, uh, what AFSCs does your unit have or use to, to make that mission happen? So our, our unit is made up of a few AFSCs. We have our 17 S's. Those are our, our officer uh, cyber folks. Um, we have our 1D7s. Um, that's the new AFSC that uh, uh, just happened. And a, a flavor of those 1D7s. So we have the 1D7, the Alpha Shred, uh, the Bravo Shred. Uh, and the Delta Shred. Um, and then uh, we have a one in fours and um, a handful of our one Bravo fours. And so we have a really well-rounded uh, team, well-rounded skill set uh, that's helping us get after the mission. So what, what does it usually kind of take uh, for, like if I'm a brand new airman um, coming right out of basic training in tech school, how long does it take for me to be qualified um, at your unit and uh, be successful in that mission. Uh, Major Adams, you want to talk about that from the DO perspective? Yeah, I'll take that question. Um, so we have multiple shreds and the, the vast majority of the members coming to our unit will go into our operations flight, which maintains the, the weapon system, operates the weapon system. Um, so I'll focus primarily on that. Uh, if we, we got a brand new person coming in out of tech school, we have a process of getting them spun up by first uh, going through a prog tour of essentially completing their upgrade training. Because we don't want anybody that is strictly brand new going through the, the process of uh, getting trained on the weapon system. Uh, then depending on their their rank, uh, as well as their technical capability, will slot them for one of the the operational positions we have on the weapon system. Uh, typically, our our officers or senior enlisted are going to go into a battle captain or watch officer position, um, whereas our, our mid rank enlisted will go into a ops controller if they're on more of the management side. And we also have the the members that are operating the weapon system themselves for the specific teams. So the boundary team, the DNS team, the router team. Uh, so each of those is a little bit different. Um, the Obviously, the, the teams have a little bit more hands-on and technical training. There's a little bit longer, um, and they typically work hand-in-hand with the, the contractors on our 26 NOS side. For the, the battle captains and the operation controller, which handle the... Uh, the management portion of the weapon system, they'll typically go through about 90 days of training. Uh, it's broken into a couple different phases, getting the you know first phase essentially learning about the, the weapon system. Second phase is more so about the, the checklist and making sure they understand all the situations they may encounter uh, and actually getting hands-on and running the operation 
with somebody watching over their shoulder. And then finally is just getting some, some experience after they've been qualified. So typically when we have our members come on, they're going to take about 90 days plus a little bit more time to gain that experience status uh, so that they don't lose it between the next time they, they come between our drill weekends. So that's kind of a, a, a tough point as well, because they get a lot of experience up front and then maintaining it is kind of through a, a white card and hands-on experience once a month through our process of uh, UTAs. All right. Awesome. That leads me to my next question, right? So uh, you get qualified, um, you, you have all this great, great knowledge at hand, and uh, now we have to maintain that. What is the day in the life of one of your TRs look like? You know, because every unit's a little bit different. Um, what does a 689th do regularly on a UTA? Great question, Chief. Um, so again, I'll focus this primarily from the operations side. So in our ops flight, we have it broken down even further into section, essentially two different teams that rotate on a month to month basis. So we've gotten into this, uh, this process where one team will be executing a mission on Saturday, basically for the, the entire day, uh, or they're at least be watching the, the weapon system in case anything happens, uh, any significant events. And they'll, operate just like the 26 NOS would for that day. Uh, during that same time, the second team will be looking at the CTO for the next day and performing mission planning. So they'll go through the whole PBED process and you know analyze the information and come up with a mission plan as a team and present it to the commander for approval. And then the next day, the Sunday part of the UTA, they will actually execute that mission that they planned the previous day. Um, and then they'll do that for about four hours, the first half of the UTA. And then the next team, you know, team one from the first day will take over for the second half uh, while they perform the debrief portion of that mission. Uh, for the members that are not operational, we also have a lot of other initiatives to try to uh, expand the knowledge of the unit. Uh, we have other stuff going on, such as our, our, uh, CPI, our continuous process improvement, so that we look at problems that the unit may be facing and how do we fix them. Uh, we have members that are providing knowledge uh, transfer between the other members of the unit. So it's not just the ops as well. There is other members that are not in the ops flight that perform great uh, duties every day as well during UTA. And if I can just add to that, um, you know, there are other things that I believe probably all the squadrons are working on and day in the life of a TR. So those other items, right? Upgrade training, um, any medical or dental requirements. Uh, we also make an effort um, um, throughout the UTA to provide some type of uh, professional development. Sometimes that's the way of, you know, decoration writing um, session we may have or bullet writing session. Um, I mentioned earlier that we leverage the skill set that our TRs bring from their civilian side of the house. So we will have folks that teach a session on um, Power BI or PowerShell. Um, so um, we're doing a lot of um, things inside the squadron. We'll offer like a records review. Uh, Let's dig into the airman's records and see um, what's right and what's not right. What do we need to do uh, to correct it? So it's pretty much the day in the life of a TR, the 6A and 9th NOS. 
It really doesn't surprise me that uh, you guys are so well prepared. It's like almost like you knew what the questions were going to be because uh, it leads me right into my next question, right, with uh, with what you guys just shared. Um, what, what do you specifically do other than just, uh, you know, um, mission training to develop your airmen and the future leaders of your unit? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, we did just kind of walk right into that. Again, um, we offer every UTA um, on our schedule something uh, for the airmen, big A airmen. And that's, again, like I'd say, let's dig into those records. Let's see what's right, what's not right. We need to change uh, previous duty titles if we need to change current duty titles, Um, how to make our guys and girls better um, writers for their evals and for their decorations. Um, And Major Adams uh, mentioned um, what we're really proud of is our internal CPI, continuous process improvement. Uh, Some really great things are coming out of that. Uh, We like to liken it to, you know, see something, say something. So a lot of stuff that's happening uh, that we think is moving in the right direction is directly because an airman uh, saw that there was a need for something. One thing I can highlight is um, we were not doing a really good job on sponsoring new people coming in. They would just show up not knowing who their supervisor was and not even like having a warm um, person meet them at the at the uh, door. And so as a result of this being introduced into our CPI, uh, we were able to identify that problem and airmen identified the problem. Uh, We were able to uh, fix it. And we have a really solid sponsorship now where we start communicating with these people months in advance. So when they show up, they already know my name is Airman Johnson and I'm here to see Sergeant Jones and Sergeant Jones is already prepared, has their schedule, walking them through the entire UTA weekend to include escorting them to their um, meetings or um, taking them over to their medical, um, introducing them to people in the squadron. So that was a a missed opportunity for us. Uh, But again, a great opportunity for our airmen uh, to help in their development and also the development of the unit. Yeah, and to just add on to that as well, uh, one thing I want to point out is that we've done a really great job in the past year of improving TR involvement. Uh, Major Fuller has made it kind of a a high priority to ensure that TRs are taking play, taking part of the the planning operations, uh, the different special activities that come up. Uh, for example, last actually January this month, we had a TR responsible for planning the awareness month activities. Um, so any kind of big events that are coming up on the schedule, we always have a TR taking the lead. So it's not just the AGRs performing those uh, activities. No, that's awesome. Some great stuff there, right? You know, when we bring in that CPI piece, uh, all that forward thinking that your unit's doing and bringing TRs into the fold and developing into the plans um, and, uh, just kind of getting everybody together. Um, It sounds great. So that leads me to what do you see with all of those changes, the future of your organization? That's a great question, Chief. Um, The future of our our organization. um, Yeah. What all I can say is that we're just going to continue to move forward and innovate. We're going to continue to move forward and leverage the skill set that our our TRs uh, bring to the fight. Uh, And anything that we can do to kind of move ourselves out of the way uh, to allow them to flourish um, is what we're going to be doing. 
All right. Awesome, ma'am. That no, some great stuff there. Um, if, if, if you were to talk to someone that was interested in your unit, what would you tell them are the key points for them to consider why they should be part of your team? I can take this question, chief. So one thing, especially for our, our technically minded individuals that may want to do some of that hands-on with the, the boundary team, DNS team or router team. One of the benefits of coming in and being part of our team, especially if they're planning on relocating to the area, uh, many of our TRs actually work as contractors with the 26 NOS as well. There's a lot of tech, technological um, contracting agencies right in the, the Maxwell, Montgomery, uh, Gunter area. So if they have those skill sets and they want to you know, maintain them, while they still use them on the Air Force side in reserve, uh, coming down to the 689th NOS is a, a great opportunity for that. Um, and even if it's not local, we, we have tons of people that come in from uh, Atlanta, some from Tennessee, uh, different cities up there. And it just provides that additional level of technical expertise that they can use with their, their companies and continue to grow. Awesome, sir. No, some great things there to, to kind of, you know, sell the fact that there's uh, opportunities, way to hone those skills, way to, to develop uh, your capabilities as a cyber operator, um, both bringing in some of that experience from the outside and then leveraging it uh, in security of our uh, of our actual network. Some great things there. So any parting words, Major Fuller, for uh, our audience today? Uh, yes, Chief. I'd just like to say the 689th NOS, and I could be biased because I work over here. It's just a great uh, place for our, anyone that's interested in coming both on the TR side or the AGR side. Um, we're really uh, pushed for our TRs to be involved, um, not just on the UTA weekends. Uh, just give them an opportunity to lead projects. Um, you know, it's, it's starting from like the Booster Club all the way up to like major projects. Um, here, uh, voices are being heard. I don't know all the answers. My DO does not know all the answers. And so we encourage uh, uh, kind of the grassroots of uh, driving the direction of the squadron and, and take everyone's uh, feedback into consideration. So if anyone out there is interested in coming to the 689th NOS, we would love to have you um, home, you know, help hone technical skills. Um, and also those folks that are really good with plans and programs and project management, there's a place for them here as well. Awesome, ma'am. Major Adams? Yeah, just to echo Major Fuller's comments, it's really a, a great squadron. And I do want to thank you all for allowing us to come in here and advertise what we do and you know spread the word. This really is one of the, the best assignments I've been at, whether it's reserve or my time when I was in REGAF before uh, transitioning to reserve. It's really a great unit where like a family. Uh, I don't know if anybody in the unit so far that typically has a, a problem with anybody else. Everybody gets along great. They hang out with each other after uh, work on, on the UTA weekends. Uh, they schedule their UTA so they can be here together as part of a team. It's really a, a, a great family and glad to be a part of it. The 689th as a whole is so engaged it, at all levels, right? At the group and the wing, as far as we're um, you're providing inputs where you have a voice um, coming up through uh, all of the projects, all of the priorities, because 
you as an organization and that leadership team there make sure that it fosters the environment where everybody feels like they they want to be engaged at these levels and providing a lot of uh, great things uh, for the whole Cyberwing. So I really want to tell you, thank you for all of that and all the hard work that your union and organization puts into um, being not just great at the mission, not just great at taking care of your airmen there, but being a bigger part of the, the wing and making sure that it's affecting everyone in a positive manner. Thanks for the kind words, Chief, and thanks for the support. Um, we really do appreciate you all taking time out of your busy schedules to allow us, uh, like Major Adams said, to uh, advertise and kind of foot stump uh, all the great things we have going on over here at the 689th NOS in Montgomery, Alabama. Awesome. And with that, uh, closing words to our gladiators. Gladiators, thank you for your time. Thank you for your dedication. Uh, thank you for the sacrifice that you make for regularly putting on the uniform and defending our nation. I really appreciate that sacrifice. Uh, I know all of our leaders do. Um, and with that, please be safe. And uh, remember, get out there and stab your enemies in the face through cyberspace.